Olá. Hello. Bom dia, everyone. Or good evening, depending what time you have decided to listen to this Embers Collective podcast, episode 14. Back to back with Talisa Teixeira. Um, this week I'm going to tell you a story called The Wolf's Eyelash. Nothing will happen with locked doors sitting in. When you go to the woods, your life can begin. I had pride in my home, my father, my sisters. But I wanted blisters from running too far. My feet began itching, then my dad would start switching when I opened the door. Stay inside. What are you going out there for? There's wolves, don't you know? My sisters would shout, slamming the door shut, knowing I would run out. Out to the green. Out to the wonders unseen. Out to the marsh orchid. To the field fair and hawfinch the horn-nosed viper, old oak, and white poplar tree. And to see the world would be a pleasure, a fright, my delight. So one night, with their heads heavy, dreaming, I opened the door and with my heart screaming ran out to the moonlight. I ran into the wind, I ran along rivers, I ran over rocks, I ran in the dark and wasn't scared. Nothing will happen with locked doors sitting in. When you go to the woods, your life can begin. Hello? Yeah. Is there someone there? And I stop and I stare because as if in a story there she sits the wolf and her moon in all of their glory. But 
As I walked closer, I saw something was wrong, something round her ankle that didn't belong in the wild. She whimpered like a child. And as a mother can tell what her baby has to say, I heard her speak to me, but in a voice far away. Help me. Help me. Help me. Oh, help me. I shall reward you justly. Around her ankle was a trap, clasping its teeth to her bone, and the blood ran like sap, wetting the moss she sat upon. How do I know? I said, standing strong. How do I know you won't hurt me? Wrong question. Young girl, pay attention to where you are. You've run far to meet me, but it's me who needs help. And she began to yelp once more with agony. Nothing will happen with locked doors sitting in. When you go to the woods, your life can begin. Now you're here in the woods, and there's only one goal. You must ask yourself this. So I ran to her paws and pulled open the trap. Then I gently wrapped up her wound with vines from a tree while she looked straight at me. But deeper. Past my eyes and further than thought. She brought her soft face close to me and wiped her tears with my cheek and left behind an eyelash. And it felt warm, like ember's ash. Use this and be wise. From now on you'll see through my eyes. Now you're here in the woods, there's only one goal. You must ask yourself this. that how she was gone but something greater was with me I could see things more clearly with truth and so I went back to the city which felt further away by the time I'd reached it it was already day I saw cracks in the pavements green roots struggling through people's faces had this strange grey hue the sky was dark And here the lark doesn't sing, and noises from machines were making my ears ring, but something was happening. Now, seeing as the wolf, those who are kind, I am drawn to. He who can't speak, I give words to. Those who are faithful, I stand by. Those who are angry, I let cry. Those who are shy, I reach for. Those who are lonely, I am with more than ever before. Those who are racist, I teach. Those who hate women, I preach for love. To love whoever, whoever you are. For I ran far to meet the wolf, but it was she who needed help. Nothing will happen with locked doors sitting in When you go to the woods, your life can begin Now you're here in the woods And there's only one goal, you must ask yourself this Where is the soul? Where is the soul? 
Go out to the woods. Go out. Go out to the woods. Go out. Go. Go. You see, Lisa he like, laughs too loud. He he got given one at a gig. Yeah, and uh, he does. That was really it. sweet. He yeah. didn't really. He just like didn't like it. And he's like, yeah, it's a bit too big, and a bit too low, and it gives me anxiety. He's given. He's got given another one. <laughs> yeah, which was um, he was like the first one was made of clay, and this one's been glazed, and it's the good pitch. It's, it sounds like the same original ocarina. He's so happy with it. <laughs> cool. All right, thanks, Talisa. That was a beautiful story. Thank you. You are a beautiful story. <laughs> I get told that often. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, we're in the room today with me, Tim Karp, with Talisa Teixeira, who told you that lovely story, and Lonan Jenkins. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Hello. So, Talisa, do you like? A, would you like to talk a little bit about yeah, um, the story? Where it, where it uh, came from, it's a Bulgarian story. Um, the three of us. We did that uh, Meadows in the Mountain Festival. Mm. Uh, when was that? About two years ago now. It's coming up to two years, yeah. Um, and we were telling some stories at the stage, uh, Baba Yaga's Hut. Yeah, this was in <clears throat> Bulgaria, by the way. This was yeah. in Bulgaria. And uh, we felt like it would be a really good idea to tell something that would be traditional of that area. And uh, I found this story from a book of sto- short stories um, from the women that run woman women that run with wolves <laughs> by Clara Pinkola Estes thank you <laughs> um, and I made it into a poem I guess uh, there was something about the, the audience that we were going to have as a festival people festival crowd mm. and it was one of the first ones that we wanted to do and there's something about rhyme and, and rhythm that helps people sort of settle, I think, mm. and concentrate. <laughs> um, zone in. It's interesting. Yeah. And zone out, I guess, as well, which is what we want to do simultaneously. Um, but, yeah, I decided to do a sort of short poem because it, I think it's it's quite a magnetic way of getting people involved quite quickly. I really like it. You've performed it as well, haven't you? Yeah, I have performed it. Um, I Yeah, there's a couple of times I did it in India and um, I actually did it at the... At Marble Arch Extinction Rebellion site um, at like did. two in the morning and people yeah. were doing like singing and poetry and stories and I just pulled that one out. Because it's like he said, it's it's a very good one to do in that kind of like it's, it's short and it's it rhymes and it's really beautiful and has a lot in it. Um, and I think it's it's a really nice one to do in that kind of environment. It's almost like you, you wouldn't want to get into like a whole 15 minute story, mm. but you can like drop in and yeah. people tune in and listen. Yeah. And it's really nice. Interested um, to know what it what it means for you, Talisa, because it's got for me it's got quite a kind of clear message, but I think it, it's one of those that can be interpreted in so many different ways. So so how how do you? Yeah, for see me, it? I guess um, I always seem to get drawn to stories that are something to do with like escapism, <laughs> um, or something that's getting out of. I think the fact that Ember's Ember's collective for me, um, being part of a storyteller that does it sometimes when I'm I'm not doing up plays and stuff, <clears throat> it really does take me into another realm of London that's like, it feels like it's in this sort of out-of-city experience mm. that's 
um, I think that that's what Embers means to me. And when we were we were asked to do these stories for in Bulgaria, and it was like this is Embers as well. I think for me it was also to do with being from a city environment and trying to escape out into mm. the wilderness. And we were also telling it this place where we told it was so beautiful, wasn't it? It was mm. a, the, this hill, hilly verge in woods and um, Saskia had built it. And she yeah, Saskia and Luke, yeah. And Luke had built these ama- this amazing Baba Yaga's <clears> hut um, <throat> that had all these skeletons and there was a sort of balcony and the audience was on this sort of slope that had the, the forest behind them. So when in the story you say, you know, like go out into the woods, it was really, I think, reminding people why we go to festivals, mm. why we choose to clock out of our day-to-day and almost like a sort of self-appreciation of well done us for doing that Mm. and taking the time Mm. um, in our humdrum. I wonder if if there's a... I mean, you're saying that that, that the festivals are our escape from our our city lives and stuff, but is there a more like microcosm of that, of like an escape in the city that that we have because mm. we can't just wait for the summer you know every year to I do or like, <laughs> go to sun beds in the winter and <laughs> I mean, yeah it's like people that's, that's kind of yeah. our culture's mentality isn't yeah, it it's like yeah. waiting for your holiday to enjoy yourselves mm-hmm. but what where's where's the love where's the day to day kind of es- I don't I kind of don't want to see it as escape either because it should be like part of your yeah. part of your continual life. Yeah. I guess that's what the, the the poem at the end is you know now seeing as the wolf um, it's her eyes have been opened up to the beauty around her, and that we're surrounded by people that need to to have more of that mentality around us, mm. um, helping those who are lonely and teaching those who are, you know, racist or whatever. Um, that it's something that's something to do with like holding those people around us. That you know, after I get finish an Embers gig, or even if I've gone to see what you guys perform an Embers gig getting on the bus home or something it's you really want to be like next time just come with me (laughs) and come and experience this because they're really i think that we have i think our our collective i suppose have managed to try and keep that as something that's top of our ethos really Mm. maintaining the wildness like that thing in ben okri's book when he talks about the the magi, you, you can't be too tame to be a storyteller. Yeah, um, you have to be able to delve into you know the, your biggest fears and your biggest, uh, I guess, high emotional yeah. adventures to be able yeah. to uh, bring it back and recall it to people. And I think I think that for me is what going out into the woods is is all about is is taking those risks because you could sit and be safe. And stay at home, but the magic happens when you actually venture into those places that everyone warns you or mm. tells you like you shouldn't mm. go. But that curiosity to go out and look at the woods and see the trees and see the flowers mm. is something that you know is, is metaphorical as well as as well as literally really healthy. You know, <laughs> um, and I think, yeah, I think that 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 moment like we we put together that show with um, Mom and Marbles as well and or Marbles and Ware um, Collective and like that moment where we were all like moving around the festival as wolves and then you did your poem at the very end and got everyone up and dancing at the end of the this mm, show and that yeah, was, was such a wonderful moment and we were all like on the stage like yeah. prowling around like wolves it was uh it was pretty spectacular and and I think like for me the wolf's eyelashes mm. like you you were saying about 
trying to have that more in your day to day. Like when you go to a festival, you go out and for a walk into the woods, you try to bring a bit of it. And I kind of what well, you were saying with Ember's events, I think you try to bring a bit of that back into your day to day rather than being like, oh, we had all this lovely time at a <laughs> festival and now I'm just going to go back to being <laughs> miserable. On the tube, and, and, yeah. line. But you try it's to so bring hard, that love back. It, so it is hard. hard. You, I, I always find that you come back from a, a trip or an experience and you really do have this like new energy and mm. this. Mm. It's like, ah, okay, like, you know, life's, just, I get it. You dress differently and the, yeah. the way that you move is different. And, and then slowly, I don't know, I find the city yeah. life, it, it, it does grind you down. I think people need to be careful with that. I, mean, I guess if you're listening to this podcast, you've already made the decision that you need a a, a sense of of the reality, which is being within yourself and whether you're listening to this in on a walk or in your bedroom or in the tube or anywhere that, you know, opening your eyes to see. That's what I think when I wrote it, that I'd that if people listen to it, be able to do that, of taking the time to recognising that, yeah, we might be in a city place, but there is humanity in it that mm. we can be as open to as we are when we're hugging an oak tree. <laughs> I'm sure we've all done. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wonder why it is that we... Find it hard. Yeah, well, yesterday I was in the the Brighton Fringe, um, and there were those those people that do that um, the the silent disco headphone mm. things, and they go around the city, and everyone's dancing around. And the the guy that was leading it, I was just watching some people do it, and the guy that was leading it got everyone to hold hands and do this sort of skip around a tree in in a city park. <laughs> I thought, how funny that these people have paid money <laughs> to. Be as openly as sort of like collectively spiritual <laughs> with these headphones on, and um, I think it, you know, it's it's so easy. you can do that. You can do yeah. that without having to it being a sort of monetized. Well, that do you know what that was the thing about um, when the Extinction Rebellion was happening that I found so beautiful was the 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 streets just being public space again mm. and there yeah. being no cars and I had this image of of London or like parts of London with no roads and all of these roads just filled with trees mm. and like and things to climb on and things yeah. to sit on and, and shelters when it's cold and windy mm. and like that's it like our cities have just been like you said monetized and and capitalized so that every every space is is there for a reason and, and you know obviously it's it, it can be very useful in terms of transport and in terms of getting people around and in and out of the city there's a lot of people that need to come in and out but like everyone was so chilled and happy yeah. to just to just be mm-hmm. outside in a public space together where we were allowed to be i mean technically not <laughs> <laughs> it was really nice and and if, if you didn't make it down there like check out some videos and stuff it was such a beautiful a beautiful time yeah, it really struck me how sort of redundant all of the the prets and buildings that were, you know, had had to close down were because I was saying I was thinking people travel to get to their Zara or to their and if you're just sitting around with your friends making sure that the environment's in a good place, you won't need to go to any of these places. And hmm. the fact that at some point they're so important and they're lit up to the nines, you know, Christmas, Oxford mm. Circus is just Flash, flash, bye, bye, spend, spend. In fact, that there were no cars and the pollution had gone down and birds singing, birds, the people singing, yeah. And the trees on Waterloo Bridge just felt like a 
peaceful garden in the middle of the city. Oh, it was so beautiful. I'd love it if Waterloo Bridge was a garden. Yeah. <laughs> I would go there. Well, that was like my favourite moment. We just sat and jammed there for like hours. Wow. And just like hundreds of people around smiling and dancing. Mm. It's like, yeah, okay, we're here for a very important reason. But it was great to, to see the joy in people as yeah. well and like what, how happy we can be. Together. Well, it can happen then. We made a point. Is it like exactly the most positive, the is. most positive experience I've had in central London? Like I was like standing in Oxford Circus dancing, and there were no cars, and I was like, I hate Oxford Circus normally. Mm. <laughs> I hate Oxford Street. Mm. I'm walking down Oxford Street with no cars to Marble Arches. And then like, on the flip side, it's like it's a place where everyone can get to really easily. Yeah, yeah. like let's make it a great yeah. place. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the idea that it, you know a lot of people were saying. Oh, it's it's like a festival, and it's but it was work, yeah. and actually it was it was as important. And I I went back to I was doing a series at the time, and it just felt so like I say redundant of of why am I telling this story right now when other stories need to be told. Um, yeah, and it it for like a lot of people it was work it wasn't just a party oh, yeah. it wasn't just a festival like for two weeks some people were really putting in a lot of hours like by the end people were exhausted <laughs> I was exhausted like you know and I I Nacron saving the world Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it was like I felt drained with energy but also filled with this new energy just seeing the way people were working together and engaging with each other was phenomenal mm. I loved um, the bits with when the it, it was a big thing in the papers, but where the police were caught like dancing and skateboarding, and it's like, okay, I, I I get why people are annoyed. Police are supposed to be, you know, strong and protecting us and stuff. Mm. But like to see the humanity in a in someone who we generally don't mm. see humanity, mm. and that's such a nice thing as well. And mm -hmm. like I see that as such a success that that was a story in the paper because I know a lot of yeah. people were pissed off. But I know a lot of people were probably like wicked. Yes. Yeah, love that. Yeah, and that's. The wolf's eyelash, isn't it? Great, mm. yeah. Well, I guess that is, yeah. <laughs> I guess that it actually happened with thousands of people yeah. protesting for the sake of our environment, and and that's really nice to know that it's possible. I think though, like that feeling of 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 it being so relaxed and happy, that kind of shows what it is about being in the city that is quite stressful, and like I think it's it's a sensory overload on so like so many different ways, and. We're constantly being bombarded with noise and with adverts and with um, visually, and we actually have to sometimes shut shut it off. Like that's why we sit on the tube and don't want to talk to anyone and put our headphones on because it's just too much. Mm -hmm. And actually, like when we were in Scotland a couple of weeks ago, it, it was I felt so calm and and I was like, there's no adverts being thrown at me. There's no screeching tube trains. Mm -hmm. There's no like cars and sirens. It was just like space. It doesn't. It just mm -hmm. didn't feel overwhelming. It was space and. And and yeah, and, and the Extinction Rebellion sort of actually brought that feeling to central London, mm. which is incredible. Mm. Um, but I think it... I think Time was a different... Set, had a different sense, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's important for all of us to get that <coughs> in our lives somehow, you mm. know, whether it's going out for walks or... Listening to podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Make sure um, you go out in the woods. Yeah, go out to the woods. Go out, go, go out, go on. Go on. Go to the woods. All, All the right. beach. All the beach. Beaches are nice. <laughs> the mountains. <laughs> All the mountains. Um, well, on that note... Um, Thank you very much for having me. Oh, oh, it was so nice. This is your first one? <laughs> Second. Second one. 
Ah, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, you did the one week. last time, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> back to back. <laughs> TNT. Well, it's been so nice to have you. Thank and you. Maybe if you come and see an Embers show soon, you'll see the wonderful Talisa Teixeira. Yeah, you're in on the 9th of June with us, aren't yeah. you? In Balabam. Oh, great. And then we have the 20th of uh, June in Cafe Cairo. And then we have a couple of shows in May as well. So but they might have already happened. They might have already happened. <laughs> Just, yeah, make sure to check out our Facebook page and everything um, and our Instagram. And if you could share this podcast, tell your friends about it, give us a like, follow it, um, whatever you'd like to do. Shout um, it to the trees <laughs> in uh, the woods. That would be fantastic as well. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.